Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Yami Bros. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, 8500 Me Bros Podcast. I know probably a little different intro than you expected. Usually my uh, eldest statesman of the family, uh, D-Mart, is on here. But uh, he's got a, lot, a few things going on family-wise with uh, some some things he's got to accomplish. And we couldn't wait too much longer because it's a Tuesday before the NFL season starts in 48 hours. JDZ, how you feeling? How you feeling about what's about to happen? It's about to be a sports bonanza. Hey, man. I'm feeling like uh, I was about to say something that's going to be real inappropriate. I'm feeling great though, man. It's a uh, it's you a good to say time. Kanye line from college dropout. How'd you know? I mean, because I, I just I just know you. I mean, we did show I, I, together at one point. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's late registration, but um, it is like I was thinking college dropout's first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, but I mean, you 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 knew where I was going with it. So yep. yeah, man. Uh, it's time to make some things happen. So let's get to it. I'm ready to talk about uh, my you know New Orleans Saints. How we're going to win the Super Bowl and um, some other things. Oh are gonna wow! This Spoiler season, so. alert: Gave away his pick a minute into the pod. That's what I do. Hey man, hey, let, let's get into it. Since you brought him up, we're gonna go through division by division. We'll get a little bit at the end. We'll get a little bit into the NBA playoffs, which are going on right now, which uh, Milwaukee just lost. Uh, you know, in the second round in five games, uh, which has got to be sorely disappointing. But we'll get into that. But let's 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 go through the divisions. We'll start off with your 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 NFC South for the Saints. What's your prediction? Obviously, you got them winning the Super Bowl. I mean, not saying you got to win the Super Bowl and your division to win the Super Bowl, but I mean, usually that's a good sign. Um, so I'm assuming I know your pick, but talk to me about what what do you have each team doing in that division? What what are the records you have for all all the teams? Um, who you got winning it? Who you got making the playoffs? If 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 you know one of those other teams is going to get. One of the three wild card playoff spots this year. Seeming that that changed. Yeah, man. I um, I obviously have us winning the division. I think we're going to run away with it. I got us being thirteen and three, and that's just because I'm saying we're going to randomly lose three games. Um, could I see us going fourteen and two or fifteen and one? I could. Um, I think this is a random year where nobody really has any time to prepare. So the teams that have uh, the most cohesiveness, I think, are going to be best prepared. It's only so much that you can do. Um, inside your own, you know, practice facility or in your own bubble uh, to make sure that things are going well. So I think that's going to bode as well. I actually think it's going to bode a few people well, but I think uh, us being the main one is really where um, you're going to see our, 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 I guess, dominance this year. So um, my, I guess, projection for the Saints is 13 and three. Um, for the rest of the division, I have the Falcons finishing nine and seven and making it into the seventh spot in the playoffs. I actually have the Buccaneers missing the playoffs at eight and eight. Um, no, I don't. don't think that. There's no I way do. you have that. I do. You, Jerry, you, you, you sound like you're surprised. Tom Brady hasn't been an elite quarterback in the last two years, and everybody seems to think Tom Brady can turn it on and go, oh, well, he didn't have this and he didn't have that. You know what he doesn't have either? He doesn't have uh, Bill Belichick, and he doesn't have uh, Josh McDaniels calling his plays. So um, I do not think uh, he's going to have a great season this year. I think they're very, very overhyped. I think that defense, which was second against the run last year, um, could have, you know, 
some some setbacks, and I think it's going to be uh, a very very tough year for them. I think they're going to go eight and eight, and I think they're going to miss the playoffs. Uh, as far as the Panthers, I would be surprised if they win four games. I'll give them five and eleven, mainly just because I like Teddy Bridgewater, um, and I'm more of a hope than a than an actual uh, guess. But you know, is what it is. That's what I see for them. Um, so in the NFC South, I have the Saints dominating, um, and I, I have them going so, so very, very far. You, you have the you have the Saints winning the division by four games over over every other team at least. I mean, last year how many we win about eight? <laughs> I mean, in the day last last three years we won the division. Well, three years ago, but like the, the, last, the last year, you didn't have a team that had a winning record in the division. Yeah, I, I think we'll barely have one this year. I, I think that's going to be the Falcons. I don't I don't think our division is good. Everybody seems to think Tampa Bay is going to be really good. Why would what they makes be really people good? think? Um, why would they be really good? They have the worst record in 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 sports over the last fifteen years. But they just got the greatest quarterback of all time on their team. Um, yeah. So if um, the New York Knicks time Michael Jordan right now, that won't be very good. Uh, he used to be the greatest quarterback of all time. He is not that anymore. Is Tom Brady what he used to be? No. But if Tom Brady was what he used to be, he'd, he'd go 16 and up. Like, we're not asking. Jerry, they- I don't think you understand how how much Belichick has to do. Belichick is at least 75% responsible for what was going on in New England. At least. No, Jerry, but here's the thing. There, are, You have to realize Bill Belichick's great. Bill Belichick's not an offensive mind. And and when you when you look at the the team that they have in Tampa, they have a top five coaching coaching team in, in 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 the nfl if you're just going man for man bruce arians is an excellent coach i would say he's not top five but he, he's an excellent coach uh no, he's not top 10 but continue at, at defensive coordinator i don't know if there's a better defensive coordinator than todd bowles uh in the nfl um you you look at it and you know outside I like, of I like that him a lot. yeah and, and if you look at last year you have to you have to remember they they had a whole new coaching staff so Ty Bowles was only only getting to call his play out, like having having his team understand what's going on really second half of the year. If you look at the second half of the year, defensively, they were like number one in every category. Like, so when you you look at it and say, what is what are they gonna be this year? I think it's more likely that they're gonna be the defense they were at the end of last year than they than the defense they were at the beginning of last year when they were learning a whole new defense. And I think when you talk about uh, and I think you know having having cohesion and having that team back is definitely going to help. But you look at that team; they didn't really lose any parts. All they did was swap out Jameis Winston and his thirty interceptions for Tom Brady. And uh, yeah, you talking about Jameis Winston with the exact same quarterback rating as uh, Tom Brady last season? Yeah, but Tom Brady had Pro Football Focus rated play uh, rated wide receiving cores. They've been rating teams since two thousand six. They said that the Patriots last year had the worst receiving course for separation and catching the ball of any team they've evaluated in in, in the entire time they've been doing it. So, I, although I, I I I think Tom Brady was a little skittish in the pocket, I will agree with that. I was about to say, if the quarterback is throwing it after point two seconds, yeah, it's hard to get separation. But uh, but think about it. Literally, they instead of getting uh you know say Emmanuel Sanders last year, right before the deadline, which the 49ers did. They went out to Muhammad Sanu. Muhammad Sanu just got cut. Like, so, I mean, you have a rookie who who hadn't who missed all training camp, and looks like probably shouldn't have been the, the receiver they took. I mean, afterwards, I think AJ Brown went nine picks later. 
Um, DK Metcalf went the entire round later. Uh, they, 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 they didn't even make an attempt at a tight end last year. I mean, they had, they had nobody in, in, in terms of a tight end. And so yeah. when you look at it and say, yeah, all right, why, why are you going through that? I don't, I don't want, I want to give you one, a little something to respond to. So if you just go through their defense last year, they gave up 31 points to 49 the first week. Uh, obviously, James threw two pick sixes. Um, but then they gave up 14 to the Panthers. That was great. That was, see, that was a game that Cam was hurt in. Uh, they gave up 32 in a pretty much just dominating fashion by Daniel Jones. Uh, okay. they, gave up four, they gave up 40 to the Rams, and James Winston led them to a win with 55 points. Uh, they gave up 31 I, well, to the Saints. But, but here's the thing, too. We have to remember, in that Daniel Jones game, that literally the game was over, and James, for no apparent reason, threw the ball late for an interception to give Daniel Jones – the ball back in the final like minute of the game to score the touchdown. I, I don't remember that. I, I remember them literally letting Dan, Daniel Jones carve them up. Um, so the Rams scored. They scored forty. The Rams scored forty, but James went off. Uh, the Saints scored thirty-one. The Panthers scored thirty-seven with really Christian McCaffrey going doing whatever he wanted to. Then they had their bye week, so we that, get a week that, eight where everybody first. says, "Okay, yeah." So let's get a week eight when everybody says they turned around. They got twenty-seven to Tennessee, forty to Seattle. 27 to the Cardinals, 34 to the Saints, 22 to the Falcons, 11 to the Jaguars, which is expected. Uh, go, through those, go through this again real quick because you went through them really fast. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee Tennessee scored 27 points. Yep. Uh, Seattle scored 40. The Cardinals scored 27. This is literally – I'm not skipping any games. The, four, the Saints scored 34. I, I, I would venture to tell you, though, out of those games, there's at least – Two interceptions in basically every game. Jerry, I'm, I'm sorry. You got you got to show me a defense is better than like okay. The Falcons scored 22. The Jaguars like, scored 11. Like, I'll give the them Texans that. that game. The Texans had a terrible game. They scored 23. Um, and we barely moved but, the ball. Like I yeah. and, and literally, I, I'm not telling you that that defense is going to be the Patriots from last year. What I'm telling you is this: is if you take a team that went seven and nine last year, right? Mm-hmm. And Reasonably, Jameis lost them at least three games. Like he reasonably no. lost them three. I, 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 I would say I would say Tom Brady left lost them lost the Patriots more games than uh, no, 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 no. Jameis lost. Because yeah. the thing, Tom Brady didn't do anything. Like you can make the argument that Tom was like I mean, he, he threw pick sixes. Well. He threw how many? Three. Yeah. Didn't Jameis set the record? Did he throw seven pick sixes last year? He did, but he didn't have a defense that literally was giving up 14 points a game. Like, literally, all Tom had to do is score, score two touchdowns a game. That's it. Here, here's the thing. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go through mine on that one. I, I got the Buccaneers winning that division. Look, I like the Saints. I think the Saints are going to be really good. I think both teams are going to be really good. Uh, I'm going to give the nod to the Bucs winning. I think both teams go 11-5. and Tiebreaker is going to go because I think the, the Saints are going to lose some random game. To the, to the Falcons, and I think the Bucks will probably beat the Falcons both time and, and take the divisional record. Um, so I'm going to take the, the Bucks. Uh, I'm going to take the Bucks at 11 and five. I think I think the Saints probably will win Week One. I got the the Bucks winning Week. Is it four, five? The game in Tampa. Uh, um, yeah, something. I think it's Week Eight. Um, I, honestly, I, I I would dare you to, and, and we have a little time. I would I would ask you to look at the same schedule and tell me five games they could lose. I mean, you got you guys got the Chiefs, you got the 49ers, you got the Bucks twice, you got the Falcons twice, you got uh, who else is I looking at on this guy? Yeah, the Packers. 
Like there's some games y'all can lose. I don't expect y'all to lose the Packers. So so so, so let's say we go five hundred in those games. It's still like four. <laughs> it's no way. It's no way. Worst case scenario is no way we finish worse than twelve and four. No way. I mean, I, I, I got you guys going eleven and five. I mean, I, the the thing is this though. When I look at the Saints, I think the Saints could be better in in the playoffs than the Bucks. But I think I think the Bucks have more to prove. And I think because they have more to prove, then I think it's one of those situations to where they they come out every game every, like with this unmatched focus. And one of the things we've seen from the Saints over the years is I'm not really concerned about the Saints usually when they play really good teams because they may lose the game, but they, they're always prepared. I'm always concerned about the dud game, that Falcons game from last year, the Bucks game from the year before, like the game where it's like, all right, they have, like I remember, like we were sitting there. But you can say that about that the Patriots book. with the with the Dolphins. <laughs> Here's the you could you could make that argument, but I think the Dolphins when there's you could say they shouldn't lose them. There's a reason why they're losing those. It's typically that Dolphins game on the road comes at the end of the year, so you're used to playing in you know freezing temperatures. All of a sudden, you're playing a game where it's you know 95 degrees. Like I think the fatigue. All that stuff factors in. Last year, that was in that was in uh, New England. Continue. I don't mean to cut you off. The last, yeah, the last was one was in New England. But I, I and Brady, everybody blames you know. Oh, how they go touchdown the end? Brady threw a pick six in that game. That that was one of the reasons why he lost. Also, though, Devontae Parker torched Stephon Gilmore all game. So um, Tom's got to use that because the the cornerbacks for Tampa are gonna get torched literally all year. We'll see. I, I expect them to have a, a ferocious pass rush. Um, I think Indomitian Sue is gonna uh, is gonna have a really great year. I think you know, obviously Shaq Barrett is probably gonna get some some double teams. I think some somebody that to keep your eye out on for double digit sacks is probably gonna be JPP. Um, even with his, his mangled hand, you said what? Is he back? I didn't realize he was back. Yeah, he's back. So. Um, I, I think last he, time, he, last time right. Drew Brees played against that that Todd Bowles vaunted defense, he went twenty eight of thirty five with three touchdowns, no interceptions, and a one twenty two quarterback rating. But here's the thing: there's a there's a a confidence that you get from when you have a quarterback. Like I remember telling people, I'm like, as much as as much as Deshaun is, uh, you know, Deshaun, and we can talk about his his massive contract, which I still think was a better contract for him to sign than than Mahomes got because Mahomes is. I mean, he that the the salary cap is gonna go up, but um, you know, the, with Deshaun, I think one of the things about our defense is our defense is helped out by the fact of having Deshaun. One is a morale boost of knowing that all right, we just gotta try to make sure we don't blow this thing too bad because if it's close late, Deshaun. I mean, Pro Football Focus rates him as a ninety for his career, and um, in games in the fourth quarter and overtime. So, but. Also, it's if you have a quarterback like a Deshaun or like a, a Tom Brady, there's some games where, all right, we know we need to protect the game. Like, let's run the ball a few more times. Let's do things that are going to help, you know, make sure we put our defense in a position to be successful. And Jameis was like, you know what? Let's just, you know, throw a ball for a unfathomable interception and put our defense in harm's way and then say, oh, look, they gave up 30 points today. And I think that's that's the thing that you're going to get. So I don't want to spend too much time on the NFC South. I think it's I think more of I got the, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just gonna say one thing. One thing I think it was more last year 
of Jameis realizing his defense was terrible and he needed to put up points. Oh, I think Jameis, Jameis, even in college, that's the one thing you have. I, I, you, Jameis was a turnover machine. Even when I remember being and watching him in college, and it would be if you if you remember correctly, it would be like they play random, they play Wake, they play teams that they had no business losing to, and he get down twenty four zero with like three interceptions, and then all of a sudden he kept coming back with these late game heroics, and I was like, there's no reason they won that game, but there was no reason they should have been down in the first place, like, and. That's the thing about Jameis. It's can can you stop his bad decision making? Um, and you don't have to worry about that with, with Brady. And uh, you know, with that being said, Jameis got got named the third string quarterback for the uh, for the Bucks uh, for the, the Saints today. So that was a little surprise for me. I was I wasn't surprised but, at all. Taysom Hill is going to be the starter next year. Um, I, I think a lot of people didn't, didn't didn't expect that. And to be honest, they only drafted Tommy Stevens. Um, who was eventually cut, um, who ran like a four or five. He's basically supposed to be like a poor man's Taysom Hill in order to try to get him into place on that role. I think Taysom Hill is going to have a big role in the offense this year. I think you're going to see it immediately on Sunday. Um, and then uh, you got to think about it. They had no answer for us when we didn't have a number two receiver. Now we've got Emmanuel Sanders. Now we've got uh, another tight end uh, in Adam Troutman to throw on the other side of uh, Jared Cook. Now we've got our our – defensive lineback which was injured all, almost all of last year um with uh Marcus Davenport and Sheldon Rankin so I think this year you're going to see um oh and, and also I, I wanted to bring up uh, Zach Bond who's apparently looked outrageously good in, in practice um if Zach Bond is what people are saying he looks like and you throw him out there with uh all pro Demario Davis look out it's gonna be ugly well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going through the rest of my NFC South, and I don't want this to be a four-hour podcast, um, so I won't take up too much time on this one. But I got this, the Falcons going nine and seven, making that seven spot. Um, so I agree with you on the actual um, their positioning. I just think the Tampa Bay is going to be the one getting getting the um, the division. I think the Saints are going to going to end up eleven and five, getting the playoffs, and then I think they're going to get three teams out of this division. Um, I just think they're. It's a deep division. I, I've heard nothing but great reviews out of uh, AJ Terrell. And you look at that that Falcons defense. I mean, they were just so banged up the last few years. Um, I mean, as long as as they have any kind of health, Deion Jones and those guys, it's going to be a very very different season. Great Jared obviously is is a, a monster uh, at the defensive tackle. I expect them to have a good season. I'm going to pick the Panthers to go four and twelve. Uh, I'm I'm rooting for Teddy as well. I just don't see it. I mean, I, I really think it's a, it's a better possibility of them getting the number one pick than it is for them to make the playoffs. So I got um I got a four and twelve year for them and uh, three teams out of the NFC South in the in the playoffs because I don't really trust anybody in the NFC East and a few other divisions. But mm-hmm. let's uh let's go to our uh, some other divisions in the NFC. We got the NFC next. Let's go NFC North. We got obviously okay. uh, Chicago. We got the Packers. We got the Vikings. We got the Lions. Who you got? Uh, I'm I'm glad you went there. I it kind of threw me off at first. I thought since we were going through last year's Browns team and the Bucks, I thought you'd go there. But um, to the NFC North, I actually think this is going to be uh, the Vikings division to win. Um, I don't think Green Bay last year. I, I didn't think Green Bay was good at all. I thought they kind of squeaked through a bunch of games and and they had really like the easy schedule in the history of football. Um, so I am not high on um, on them at all. So I, I am actually going to predict that the 
that the Vikings are going to win that division. I don't think it'll be a very high win total. I think it's going to be more like 11 and five. Um, I see the, the, um, I actually think the Bears are going to have a little resurgence. So I think the Bears are going to be 10 and six. I've got the Packers at nine and seven, and I've got the Lions uh, falling up the rear as they normally do at about five and 11. And I see them firing their coach. Matt Patricia so, last year. Is, you got the Bears firing the coach? Oh, the Lions. The Lions firing the coach. Okay. The Lions. Yeah. So tell me, yeah, tell I me, actually, what, got, the, what I you actually have got the Bears making the playoffs. Okay. So. Here's, here's what I got. I agree with you. I think the Packers fall back. I also think Kirk Cousins is probably going to play pretty well. So I would probably lean the Vikings. And here's why. This is probably this is probably a terrible way to look at it. But, one, Kirk Cousins doesn't have any fans. And he's somebody that allows fans to get to him. He's the only person that came out and says he's looking forward to playing with no fans. And that's a loser quote. You're a loser for saying that out loud. So, um, you know, the reality of it is I expect him really to play better because he didn't have any fans. So if that's the case, I got a better Kirk Cousins. I got Dalvin Cook. I got, you know, Yannick Ngakwe coming over to replace Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin made the Pro Bowl last year, but, I mean, he wasn't a Pro Bowl player anymore. We, we, we've had these conversations. You know how what happens when – Guys that are perennial pro bowlers all of a sudden just make the pro bowl off reputation. I mean, you look at it, um, Ryan Ramchek hasn't made a pro bowl yet, and he's made back-to-back all pros. Um, Darius Leonard didn't make the pro bowl two years ago, but he was a first-team all pro, led the NFL in tackles. So, I mean, I think you have you have some of these teams that are um, – you know, some of these players that that seem like they're really high, they're really good. Like The, the Cowboys are like, oh, man, we got uh, Everson Griffin, but I don't believe it. Um, so I think Yannick Ngakwe is a big upgrade there. You. Obviously, you still got people. Harrison Smith. I think one of the biggest losses that they took, though, was um, they lost two players on um, on on their their secondary. They lost J. Ron Curse and they lost uh, Mackenzie Alexander, two Clemson Tigers. Both of them went to the Bengals, and Mackenzie had been playing really well for them in the slot. So um, I think that's a loss, but I don't think it's a I'm loss. I'm glad his dad was discovered, huh? Or they, they found his dad. They, they, yeah, they yeah. Also Dick, but. yeah, yeah. So – that's that's a weird story we can get to a little bit later, but yeah, I mean his his dad went is it strawberry picking with a buddy, and then the buddy just yeah. left him there, and so then Mackenzie can't, they couldn't find him for days, and Mackenzie left. So of the course, they assumed he killed him. <laughs> yeah, he soon he killed him, so he, he he found the guy and like punched the guy in the face and got an assault charge, and then his dad like popped up like walking somewhere in like the wilderness a couple days later. So I mean, it's uh, that's that's a unique story, but I'm, I was I was happy that he he was found safe, um, because for one, for McKenzie, I think that's great. But two, for the guy who, um, you know, for the other guy, um, McKenzie is is a was a really good college football player and NFL player. Obviously, his brother was a, a pretty high level college football player at Auburn. And if you had those two dudes looking for you, that's not good business. Um, but Vikings, <laughs> I got going ten and six. The, the Packers, I got going nine and seven. They won a whole lot of close games last year. Um, they could sneak into the playoffs, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna give them the sixth spot. I don't feel great about them. Their only benefit is they get four games versus the Bears and the Lions. Uh, I I expect them to win at minimum three of those, uh, probably all four. And uh, I got them going nine and seven. I don't believe in the Bears. I I expect the Bears to go uh, seven and nine. I think Trubisky is replaced by. You know, week five, 
And I still don't think, I mean, I think everybody's been telling me about, you know, Nick Foles, but think about how bad of a job you have to do if you're Ryan Pace. And not only do you whiff on Deshaun and Mahomes, but literally you have Cam Newton and Jameis and you could get either one of them for free. And you're like, you know what? Let's go with Nick Foles, the guy who couldn't beat out Gardner Minshew. And let's pay him $18 million for the next two years. I mean, it's it, that's a disaster. Um, and then lastly, I got the Lions. I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm going to say 6-10. and 10. Um, Matt Patricia's probably out of there. He'll probably be back in New England. Um, you know, just him and Belichick wearing short, uh, short sleeves hoodies. You know, you know how it goes. With that being said, though, Let's go to the NFC West. I got a, a lot of lot of topics to talk about in there with Seattle, with the Rams, with uh, the 49ers, and with the Cardinals. What say you about the NFC uh, West? What say I about the NFC West? Okay, this is going to be an interesting division. Um, number one, mainly because there's been a lot of talk about the 49ers. Um, and I... I'm not big on the 49ers this year. I'm just really not. I think they're going to be solid. I think they're going to be a playoff team. Um, but I think they're going to be that – I don't know. They're, they're, they're going to be fighting it out. Um, I think this is Seattle's division to win. Uh, I think Seattle is going to be the only team that has a chance of fighting out with the Saints for the first overall seed. But I think they're going to fall to about 12-4  12, 12 just because they're division stuffer. Um, and I think uh, – Right behind them is going to be somewhat of a tie. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing 49ers and Rams. I think both teams are going to be right neck and neck in that in that uh, in that nine and seven uh, slot. I don't I don't think either team is going to be great, um, but I think they're going to be um, really fighting it out to see who's going to win that division. So I am um, going to just say slightly give the nod to the 49ers, but uh, people kind of are starting to sleep on the Rams. Like I, I think of that first game of the season, they're going to absolutely must stop the Cowboys. Um, and no one has oh, apparently seen I, it I, I, I do have them winning that game. I um, I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah, I, so I don't. Can, I don't know what everybody's seeing. So go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say I don't know what everybody else is seeing, but um, they should probably expect the unexpected. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, I, I couldn't be further off on the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks might be the most overrated team in the NFL. Um, and I love Russell Wilson. But let's be honest. They keep doing the same thing. They basically keep saying, all right, you know what? We can't fix our defense. Let's just go sign or trade for a very high-priced free agent. And it doesn't really help. Like, I'm not not telling you Jadavion was, was a bust last year because I definitely would have made the trade, especially for the value. But you got Jamal Adams. You don't have a great pass rush because now Jadavion's gone. You don't have uh, – you know, your secondary – you got Quentin Dunbar from the Redskins. So it should be improved somewhat, but I don't expect their secondary to be great. Um, you got Russell Wilson without a great offensive line. Um, really the only reason I, I would pick them to, to do anything was simply be because I, I, I believe in Russell Wilson so much. I'm going to have them miss the playoffs this year. I got them going nine and seven, but slightly or, missing. Or the playoffs. maybe that they have it. You say what? I mean, they, they, I mean, they make a run every year. I mean, it's kind of their thing. <laughs> they, they, I, here's the I, thing I, 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 I expect them to do well go ahead I was just going to say I didn't think that they were going to struggle I think it's going to be you know a, a great season this year for them and I, I expect them to fully dominate 
But here's the thing, though. That division is so tough. And I think when you when you look at here's my biggest thought it, in that division, what is the main thing you have to do? What is that? Uh, the main thing for? you have to do, and uh, you've got to play defense. And I think uh, the, I don't Seattle, think, I don't think the that. Seattle defense will be I, solid. I don't, I don't think it'll be thing. great. I think, I think the main thing is you got to protect the quarterback. You got Chandler Jones and, and, and that crew and and, uh, and with the Cardinals. You got uh, Aaron Donald and uh, and uh, Joey Bosa and the 49ers. Uh, who's the other? Oh, you team? said you no, said Jerry, Aaron, Aaron Donald with uh, with you said you said Aaron Donald with so the 49ers. Aaron Donald Aaron Rams. You got Nick Bosa and those in the 49ers, and then you got uh, Chandler Jones with the Cardinals. If you can't protect the quarterback, I mean, you got you got a, a left tackle who's getting older in Dwayne Brown. Um, I, I don't trust most of their offensive line, their pieces they have. So now I'm going to be sitting there looking at it like, all right, I, I got to protect against all these guys. All these teams are going to have much better offenses, especially the Cardinals now getting DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you got the Rams, who I think Cam Akers is going to be the breakout star for the Rams. I think he's going to take that role that Todd Gurley had. Um, you guys don't realize. So Cam Akers was the number one running back out of high school, one of the highest touted running backs in history. And he went to Florida State. And Florida State basically said, hey, look, run behind um, this um, sandcastle worth of offensive lines. So literally, guys just ran through. He had no lanes. Um, he's looked great. I heard he fumbled one of the balls in scrimmage, but I heard he looked great. Uh, and then apparently the, the the kid that got Van Jefferson in the uh, second round um, with a pick from the Texans, which better not make us look stupid. Um, apparently, he's been the star of, of, of camp. Um, he took Brandon Cook's number. We traded the the pick for for from Brandon Cooks for him. If he outperforms Brandon Cooks this year, Bill O'Brien will not let you live it down. Now, but uh, the reality of the situation is, I expect that offense to be much better. And the the team that I think I agree with you, I think the 49ers are going to be good, but not as good as they were. Um, one people forget, 49ers really didn't win that division last year. Um, I was happy what happened because I had money on them, but Seattle won that game with that won the division. Um, at the end, they, they yeah, got robbed I was upset at the end of the game. I had money on Seattle. I, yeah, I had money on the 49ers. So I was, I was, um, I was very happy about it. But um, I got so so just to go through it. I don't want to ramble too much. I got in that division. I'm gonna pick the Rams to win the division. Sounds probably crazy, but I agree with you. I, I expect. I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey. You got a new running back in Cam Akers. So they should be able to run the 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 uh, the three tight I and mean, the, the three receiver one running back set that they they were so famous for without having to babysit Ty Gurley like they did last year. Um, I got outside of that. I'm gonna go with um, the so, so let me pick the team. I, I got them going ten to six. I got the Seattle going nine and seven, missing the playoffs. I got the 49ers going nine and seven um, and sneaking into the playoffs with a tiebreaker. And then I'm going to go with the Cardinals going eight and eight. I think it's going to be a really good division. Um, the problem with the Cardinals is this. They're going to be really good in the future. I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray. Obviously, I'm a big fan of DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but that offensive line, they, they, they got a good draft pick with Josh Jones out of Houston in the second round who was projected to be a first-rounder. But I mean, you, if if you're you're trying to build a, a team around you know rookie offensive linemen as your your centerpieces, that's just not not reasonable. So I don't think they're gonna be able to protect well enough in that division as well. So um, you know, I got all the teams either being at 500 or above 500, but I got the Rams sneaking out the division, and one of my picks later will be the Rams over the Cowboys, who everybody is all of a sudden so high on, which is um, you know kind of shocking. But speaking of that. Let's talk about the NFC East, Jeremy. 
Yes, yes, yes. To get to the um, the division that never stops getting talked about. The NFC East, um, literally the worst division in the history of sports. Um, outside of Eastern Conference from 2010 to 2018. Um, <laughs> the AFC Conference? Overall, I think... What? Huh? You said the AFC the Conference? Oh, no, I said the Eastern Conference in the NBA. Oh, um, Eastern Conference, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I was like uh, they have the Patriots and a few teams in there. But yeah, I... No, um, overall, I think uh, this division is going to be the Cowboys to win. I hate to say it. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to be solid. I don't think the Eagles are going to be great. Um, I just don't I, I don't see Carson Wentz staying healthy. I mean, he just seems like somebody who's going to get hurt. Um, <laughs> I hate to every say year. it, and I like Carson Wentz, but he gets hurt literally every like – he's already hurt in preseason or in uh, training camp. So, not even training camp, uh, team practices. Don't you have a red jersey on? How are you getting hurt? Um, so – uh, I don't trust that he's going to stay healthy. I, I don't think Jalen Hurts is ready for that position. Still, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not trusting them to get it done. So, um, in my opinion, I think they're going to um, basically just be decent. I don't see them being a, a very good team. So, I'm going to go Cowboys 10-6. and six. I'm going to go Eagles 8-8 eight and eight and miss the playoffs. I'm going to go the Giants and the, and the Washington – football team um make sure i correct myself in saying that um we'll both uh finish uh, i'll 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 give the giants six and ten and i'll give the redskins four and twelve um or uh, there i go again redskins uh the washington team four and twelve i don't think they're gonna be very good um i actually think Dwayne haskins can have a solid year um which is kind of kind of off for me to say that i think Dwayne haskins could be solid um i like terry mclaughlin um McLaurin. Is it McLaughlin? How, how you spell? I'm trying to think. No, McLaurin. Huh? McLaurin. M-C-L-A-U-R-I-N. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Whatever. I, I knew it didn't sound right saying McLaughlin. I just I don't know what uh, <laughs> where they came from. But anyway, I think he's going to be good. Uh, and I think their defense is really going to struggle. I hope to God not to see Alex Smith on the field. And it's really just because I saw his his injury. Like I I don't trust his leg. I'm sorry. I don't care what the doctors say. <laughs> if, if you're if you're still wearing a leg sleeve, like in normal day, like I'm like guys, he got cleared, but he was at home with his family with a with a, a leg sleeve on. I'm like, no, nah, man, if you if you gotta wear a leg sleeve when your family's dumping bu- a bucket of water on you, then I need you to stay in the house, man. Like, and it's not it has nothing to do mm. with like I I would love to see him play I, if he was healthy. I'm a I'm a fan of Alex Smith. I told people I thought Dak Prescott was the was Alex Smith 2.0. Um, and people are like, oh, you're, you're, yeah, you're, you're wrong when you said like, that. No, but... no I, I wasn't because I think I think Dak Prescott's good, and I think Alex Smith's really good. I just think they both have they both have limitations on how good they can be. Uh, Jerry, but that's he, a different he's argument. closer to Deshaun Watson than he is to Alex Smith. But continue. No, no, no. Like, I, think about this, Alex Smith, and Alex Smith, like Dak was better earlier on, but like. Think about Dak Prescott last year. Everybody talked about, okay, look at his numbers. You know what I mean? How many many of those numbers were in the second half when games were out of reach and didn't matter? Like, and and last year, if I told you with the, with the Cowboys, literally they had to win two games to make the playoffs because they had six gimmies. Like, think about this. Here's their six gimme games. They played the Redskins or Washington at the time, the Redskins, twice. They played the Dolphins at the beginning of the season when they were in full-out tank mode. That's that's three. 
You play the Giants twice. That's five. You play the Eagles that, that you won where literally they didn't know how you throw the ball. I want to say Dak threw the ball like 10 times. Zeke ran the ball. So that's, that's the game you have to win. So literally, and then you had the Eagles playing with Boston Scott and Greg Ward, who was a, high, a college quarterback and was on a practice squad the whole year. And then you throw in like the the other games that were like Mitch Trubisky, Bills at home, which I mean, tough game for and defense, but Bills, but yeah, blown out. Like, I didn't think he played well at all. I thought it were a lot. And literally all he had to do was get to nine and seven. Um, so I think the the reality of the situation is I'm going to still pick the Eagles to win a division. The, I don't, I'm not high on the Eagles, but the Eagles are, the, are one of like five teams in the NFL that have made the playoffs the last three straight years. Um, you look at it and say, does it hurt that they have some offensive line injuries? Yes. But if there's any team that can withstand injuries, we've seen, it's them. And as, as much as I don't trust Carson Wentz's health, I, I like to pick up a Jalen Hurts. I think if, if worse comes to worse and Carson Wentz gets hurt, I like him coming in and being able to give a Lamar Jackson, you know, I'm going to throw the ball some, but run the ball with my legs aspect. And if that's the case, I don't, I don't see any reason why they can't, you know, get to my opinion, 10 wins and win that division. I got the Cowboys going eight and eight. I really don't believe in them. I think there's some, there's some things I like. I heard, I heard great things about Alden Smith. Um, and obviously we're rooting for him because he looked like he was going to be hall of fame defensive lineman before the drug problems. And then, you know, now they've, they've taken out um, marijuana suspensions and all of a sudden, you know, look at him. He looks like a star again. Um, so I got the Cowboys. Apparently he's been sober, though. I'm not. I, yeah, I, I heard think, that. You know, a lot of people I, say he's been, been sober. sober so. well. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying the uh, the irony is he got sober once they, they, they took away the rules um, about yeah. about uh, marijuana use. But same thing with Josh Gordon. Yeah, I remember he was drunk. <laughs> Remember, he's been arrested at like seven o'clock in the morning with drunk driving. Though he had more than just marijuana issues. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. So, uh, you know, we have. I, I got the Cowboys going eight and eight. I think the other two teams are going to be abysmal. Um, I, I got the 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 rest. You know, the Washington football team. Trying to get that off my. It's hard. To, it's hard to call the Washington football team. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, the, so the Washington, Washington. I got them finishing third in that division. I got them winning five games. And as much as I like Daniel da Danny Dimes, I got the Giants finishing fourth at 3-13. and 13. Here's why. We've seen over time when you hire coaches that have no business getting head coaching jobs, that it goes bad really quickly. Uh, I can give you two cases. Jim Tom Sula and last year with Freddie Kitchens. Like those, those are situations where the teams were significantly more talented than the Giants. I mean, literally – Tom Sula, the team was a year, uh, one year removed from an NFC Championship game. And they went like. Jared, uh, Jared, Tom Sula did a great job. He had no talent. Uh, what? They, they, did they lose like Navarro Bowman to a leg injury? You had um, Patrick Willis retire. Um, you had like literally like their entire team. Was dismantled, and the very next year, when they brought in what's called, they won like two. He he went from winning eight games. Uh, Colin Kaepernick got injured that the year Tom Sula had, and then literally once um, Chip Kelly came, Tom he won, won like four three games. games from winning eight. But Jared, Tom, Tom Sula won. won like he won more four. than Chip Kelly. He won more than Chip Kelly. But here's the thing, though. 
Chip Kelly didn't have – Colin was injured for Chip. He wasn't injured with Tom Sula. And Tom Sula won like four games. I mean, Tom Sula was so bad, they literally fired him a season in. Yeah, that's because they wanted to hire Chip Kelly, who was terrible. I thought I thought he got a bad rep. No, no. I mean, let's, let's, let's see. I, I always say this. No I'm not going to let you talk about – I'm not going to let you talk about my boy who came was, from Catawba College. Offensive line coach with no, no coordinator experience. Yeah. Uh, he came from Catawba College, man. I'm, I'm about to not let you talk about my boy. He um, – they went – I mean, they went six – let's see, he went six and ten. Um. Or, no, no, six and six and eleven. He coached one game in the season four, and then he went five and eleven. So it went five and eleven under him. And I want to say, um, yeah, because I forgot they fired. If I'm not Harbaugh, mistaken, like, one game left. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think um, Colin missed a bunch of, in 2015 too. Let's see. Um, you can keep keep talking. I'll look it up real fast while you're going. Uh, so so. Going through that, then with with my picks, I got you got the Giants with a coach who with no coordinator experience. I, I, I mean, he was the quarterback coach, I think. Right? Was he is it quarterback coach? I still have no idea how he got um, a job over Airbnb. But um, are you talking? Oh no, no, he was wide being, receiver coach. Wide receiver coach, not even quarterback coach. That's it. I mean, so you got Joe. He, he was the wide receiver here. coach of the team that had the worst. Uh, the worst wide receiver. Wide receiver <laughs> I'm still, I'm still shocked you got an interview. Like, literally, like this is like me being the, the, the center coach for the Rockets and getting an NBA. Like, like, huh? Jerry, the, by the way, um, and then I'll let you go on. But uh, Colin uh, only played eight games that season uh, and got injured. So uh, that, that was I, I remember Blaine Gabbert played half the season. So I, I I'm not gonna going five and eleven when you got Blaine Gabbert for half a season. I'm not gonna hold it against them. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I may take it off to Jim Thompson. I thought I remember Jim Thompson being like, man, that, that was an utter disaster. But even with that being said, they they weren't good, and you, he may have a reason. I, I I'll, I'll take some blame off him. But typically, when you hire young coaches with no experience, it never goes well. Um, I'll agree with that. Unless you're, you're I mean, and. and the other ones out there that you can look at where you're like, why did you hire him? Lane Kiffin with the Raiders. Like, there's a few of those where you're just like, all right, this makes no sense. Um, so I'm going to go with the Giants finishing 3-13, and 13, missing not only the playoffs, but maybe getting a new quarterback. I mean, I, I don't think they, they should because I like Danny Dimes, but I, I expect not much unless Saquon Barkley has a 2,000-yard season. I don't think they can they can overcome the, the the bad decisions of the front office. I mean, you you literally drafted last year a guy with character issues and DeAndre Baker, and a year later you have to waive him for armed robbery. Like, you can't make it up. Yeah, I mean, that's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so let's go. Um, did we hit all the we hit the we hit the NFC? Let's get to the the division that matters the most to me. The NFC South. We we got we got a lot going on with my Houston Texans and and this division AFC South may be the most interesting division along with the AFC West. I, I not AFC West. I'm sorry, NFC West. It it may be the most interesting because you got a lot of teams that are going to be outside of the Jaguars that are going to be really competitive, and it, it's it, they're going to be some really game some games where you look at it and you say, all right, what what's going to happen? JDs, what you got going on in, in the AFC South? Um, 
I look at this division very similarly to how I look at the NFC West. I'm glad you brought that up. And the reason why is there's only one quarterback in the entire division that I actually trust. Uh, <laughs> so I went with Seattle because I don't trust Jared Goff. I don't yet trust uh, Kyler Murray. I think he's going to be good, but I don't yet trust him um, enough to pick him. And I definitely don't trust uh, Jimmy G. And so I went with Russell Wilson. And in this division, I need to see another year from uh, Ryan Tannehill before I trust the Titans. Um, I definitely don't trust uh, Garner Minshew, um, even though I root for him. Um, and outside of that, I definitely don't trust uh, Phillip Rivers. I think Phillip Rivers is as old as old can be. And um, I think he could have a bounce back season because I think uh, out of all players that, you know, could, could could have a bounce back season. He's going to the one with the best offensive line. He's going to have Jonathan Taylor, who I think is going to be a stud. Just got him in both my fantasy leagues. If you haven't had your draft yet, you might want to take him. Here's the only, um, the only thing about Jonathan Taylor is my guy's got to protect the ball. He he fumbled the ball so much. In the, I, I, if you look at the numbers, I want to say he averaged a fumble a game for his career. Like he his number, like his fumble rate was astronomical in college. Um, and and, so and that's to Big Ten that. too. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's not yeah, going yeah. versus uh, SEC. Who who else was it like that from Nebraska? What's the guy's name? Abdullah? Did he have like a crazy fumble rate? Yeah, Amir Abdullah did. Um, but he's from he's from Wisconsin, not Nebraska. But yeah, I agree. What do I feel like he's from Nebraska? Um, no, I'm talking Abdullah. You you said another one from Nebraska, but. But Jonathan Taylor's Wisconsin. Okay, yeah, I, I, I was no, I was, I was thinking Abdullah was from Wisconsin too. I was thinking he was after Melvin Gordon. Maybe I'm just getting mistake, getting him uh, confused. All the all the red and white throws me off. Uh, but yeah, I um, I I would think that Jonathan Taylor can have a can have a breakout season. So overall, if I go through the the, the teams, um, I'll go 11 and five for the Texans. Um, I think their schedule is a little too tough for them to be any better than that. Um, I could see Tennessee also still squeaking into the playoffs, maybe at a nine and seven. Um, I don't think it's going to take with seven seeds. I think there'll probably be a team with, a, with at least eight and eight or worse that gets in from the AFC. Um, so I think the Titans will make it as well as nine and seven. Um, I am going to go ahead and throw, um, the Colts in at eight and eight. I'm going to say they missed the playoffs, but I'm going to put them at eight and eight. Um, and I think the Jaguars will uh, be lucky to win one football game. I'll say one in 15. Wow, one Jared, that, well, that one better not be against the Texans. No, no, no. We're, here's the thing about Deshaun. He's somehow the, the, the Jaguars always tend to play us tough, but literally, it's like at the end of the game, Deshaun's like, "Yeah, we're not losing to the Jags." That's basically how it goes. Like even like Deshaun has that button where he has where he's like, "Yeah, we're not. I'm not allowing us to lose to this team." Like I remember we we were you know he got to Clemson and we we had a five game losing streak to South Carolina. And Deshaun said, before his freshman year, I'm, while I'm here, I'm not allowing us to lose to South Carolina. And I remember, like, you know, freshman year, he uh, he tears his ACL at a game I was at versus uh, Georgia Tech. I remember being like, man, that's tough because we got to beat South Carolina, and I don't believe in Cole Stout because who believes in Cole Stout? Um, Cole Stout and, destroyed uh, Oklahoma. You will put some respect on his name. Oh, yeah. He, he absolutely – I mean, I can't say he destroyed Oklahoma – he played extremely well in that game. I remember that that being the game. I was like, "Oh, we can we can survive without our offensive coordinator who left, was uh, who was uh, Chad Morris, who's now the offensive coordinator at Auburn." But literally, Deshaun Watson that game 
Um, he he had a torn ACL, and he was like, you know what? Doesn't matter. I'm putting on a brace and playing South Carolina with a torn ACL. And I'm not sure if, how many of you guys remember that game, but literally he was balling, and there was one play where he got dinged up and his brace got messed up. So he came off of one play, and that one play coast out through an interception. And Deshaun Watson came back in and was like, no more of this, and beat South Carolina and then had his surgery on his ACL. Uh, I, so I don't see us losing those games. I agree with you. I think Texans go 11-5. and five. Um, I could see 12-4, and four, but uh, I, I'm going to go 11-5 and five right now. Um, I su- Surprise, surprise, I think one of those wins is going to be versus the Chiefs. But if you look at the start of our season, uh, at Chiefs, uh, home versus Ravens at Steelers, home versus Vikings. I mean, that's a tough four-game stretch, um, and you're playing some really, really good defenses. So I'm I'm gonna go with the Texans going 11 five. The, the, the one thing really about that, that is game. though, uh, I'll say I'll say this about about that. If you go uh, three and one in that stretch, I mean, yep. you it, it feels like like last year we did that, and then we had a very tough four-game stretch, and Breeze got hurt during the second game. Um, but after we got three and one, we ended up being like eight and one because like literally you go through a stretch where you're like, okay, we went through this first, you know, they say break the season up into four games. And then you go into some easier games. You might have a four game stretch where you play a bunch of nobodies. And next thing you know, you're seven and one. So it can be an important stretch, but if you can get through it healthy, it's like, it's almost like scheduling a, a, a contender in the college football in week one. Like, yeah, it's very yep. tough, but if you win it, then you can pretty much cruise for the, for the rest of the year. And that's that's where it is. So I think if you guys can make something happen with it, yeah, it'll be um, I mean, I, it can be special. I agree with you. I mean, I think the the thing is, I'm looking forward to it because I think here here's the positives of, of it, right? I agree with you in the sense that if you win, yeah, it makes you feel good. If you go two and two, you go two and two, I'd be like, all right, cool. Because here's here's the thing. One, we have the good part about it is, as you mentioned, you have the last part of the season where it opens up where. You could finish the year on a strong tear and have some great momentum going into the postseason. Two, uh, the the main thing I like is the Texans have more injury concerns than about any team on the offensive side. And so the most healthy your team is going to be is first four games of the season probably. So uh, if you're looking at it, I mean, Brandon Cooks already has a, a – quad strain that's got him limited. I think he missed he missed the practice today for the portion that the media was there, but he was limited yesterday um, as listed as questionable. But, you know, when you have Will Fuller, when you have Brandon Cooks, when you have Kenny Stills, when you have Kiki Kuti, you have all these guys who have a history of being injury prone. It is vital to have the best teams that you play earlier in the season when the players are more likely to be healthy. Um, and, and so that, that could work out really well. Um, I, I agree with the Titans. Like Ryan Tannehill had the set, the fourth highest quarterback rating in the history of the league um, last season, and they still didn't win the division. And Derrick Henry led the NFL in rushing. Um, like those two things are, are Derrick Henry may lead the league in rushing. I picked him in fantasy. I rooting for him to have a big year, but not their team. Um, but I, I just don't trust Ryan Tannehill. I think I've got Tannehill, Julio both leads. I, I understand it. Yeah, and I, I like I like Tannehill as, as far as I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's he's a he's a solid NFL quarterback. I think uh, Ryan Tannehill is of the uh, I, I'm, I don't I don't want to like disrespect him because this is probably going to seem bad, but he's like slightly better. He's on the Baker Mayfield. I, I think Baker's probably going to have a better season this year, but like he's on that Baker 
he, he's probably not as talented as Sam Darnold, but like that kind of level quarterback. And if you have a good defense, which they should have with Jadavion Clowney, I got them going nine and seven. Uh, Colts, I'm just, I'm not sold on the Colts. Phillip Rivers was almost benched by, for Terod Taylor last year. I was going to say Tyrod, but he says it's Terod. So he's almost benched for Terod Taylor last year. Um, and yeah, they have a good offensive line, but I don't think there's a huge upgrade between Phillip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. I really don't. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I expect to have a good year. Um, DeForest Buckner may help, um, you know, getting him on the defensive line. But, you know, they're, they're, the reality of the situation is I think they're going to have to deal with the Texans, who I think have the best roster they've had since Deshaun Watson got there. And I don't think they're as good as the Titans. I got them going probably eight and eight. They, I don't see them making the playoffs. And then I got the, I agree with you. I think the Jaguars may win one game. They may go 0 16. I mean, you got Doug Marone at coach who gives you no schematic advantage. Um, you you basically trade away all your good players before the season started. It sucks for uh, it sucks for a coach like that though that you like. Hey, I'm literally just here to get fired in a couple in a, in after a year. I mean, that's literally it, all I'm here for. It, here's the thing: it does not suck for him. It it doesn't. You want to know why it doesn't suck for him? Why I don't feel bad for him? Why? Do you remember Doug Marone's job previous to this? The Bills when he quit. He didn't quit though. Do you remember what happened? Uh, didn't they? They offered him. I mean, didn't they offer him another job? He turned it down, or to offer him an extension, he turned it down. Yeah. So, so he didn't. They didn't offer him another job. But what ended up happening was he, the Bills, uh, told him that like, hey, look, we're you're already our head coach. Like, we don't want you to leave. And he went and interviewed for the Jets job, and didn't get it. Jets are one of those jobs, and didn't get it. And then the Bills were like. Oh, you're interviewing other head coaching jobs and you got a head coaching job. No, we don't want you. You're good. Like, yeah, that you already got a head coaching job that of people that like you. Like, so I, I can't say that I blame them because I mean, hey, take your shot, shoot your shot. But you better know that you're getting that job for you to take an interview somewhere else. Um, i.e. June Jones at uh I think he was a cal. No, no, it's not June Jones. Uh the the coach at Cal a couple years ago did the same thing. Um, but with that being said. Um, I got the, the Jaguars going 1-15, maybe 0-16, and um, getting Trevor Lawrence in the draft next year. Um, JDZ, what, what do you got about the AFC North? I mean, this is an interesting division as well. You got the Browns, you got the Steelers, you got the Ravens, you got the Bengals with Joe Burrow, a.k.a. Uh, Baby Romo. Um, what's your thoughts? Um, overall, um, I am – I don't know what to think. I, I think – at this point in time, it's hard to argue that Lamar Jackson is not the greatest regular season quarterback of all time. Um, exactly. But exactly. It's one of those things of uh, what's going to actually happen this season. I think they're going to have uh, another great season. I don't think he's going to be quite as good as he was last year, but I expect him to be pretty dominant. I see them being 12-4 and four, um, this year coming up. Um, I hope Mark Ingram has a very good season because I have him drafting in both fantasy leagues as well. Um, so... Um, that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. So I'm going to have them win in the division. Um, I actually have um, the Steelers being uh, really, really bad because I don't think they're going to have the quarterback in order to sustain it, and I think their defense could fall off a little. So Minka Fitzpatrick made a big impact last year in the season, um, but I'm not one. I'm not a person who believes that Minka Fitzpatrick is really that good. I think he's a, a, a good player. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's not that good. I don't think he can get interception in three or four or five straight games like he did last year. So um, I see them falling off somewhat. I think that you're going to see 
regression regression to the mean, and I don't think Ben Ben Roethlisberger is going to come back being Ben Roethlisberger. If he does, then then I'll be wrong. So I'm going to say the Steelers are going to be seven and nine. I think the Browns are actually going to make a little run and get nine and seven to make the playoffs. And I think uh, at eight and eight, you're going to see uh, the Bengals maybe sneak into a playoff spot. I actually, have the Steelers finishing last um, in the in the division, and I think uh, Joe Burrow is going to run away with Rookie of the Year. Joe Burrow is going to have a great year. Well, well, if the Bengals have a chance to sneak in the playoffs, Joe Burrow might be a candidate for MVP because the Bengals aren't going to be that good. <laughs> Listen, I think Joe Burrow is going to be good. I love their offensive pieces. They have weapons everywhere. They may be the most talented wide receiving core in football outside of maybe the Chiefs, Saints, couple teams. I mean, A.J. Green, when he's healthy, is great. Uh, you got Tyler Boyd, who's really good. You got John Ross, who uh, has had flashes. You got T. Higgins. I mean, you got a really deep receiving core. You got Joe Mixon at running back. Here's the problem. Who's playing defense for them? Um, I mean, I'm, uh, it was good they picked up DJ Reader. They still got Geno Atkins. But, I mean, you're, you're throwing out – I mean, I think he's hurt right now, but you throw out, you're throwing out with Trey Waynes. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like uh, Mackenzie Alexander, but he's a slot corner. Uh, I don't expect that defense to be able to stop anybody. And in that division, I don't see them winning more than – I'd say they may get six, six games, get to six and ten. But that would be Joe Burrow balling out to get to six games because that, that division's – there's no layups in that division. Um, I completely disagree with you with the Steelers. I got the Steelers winning the division. Um, and that's going to probably sound crazy. But the stat I gave earlier last week – Come again? Uh, I got the Steelers winning the division. Steelers last year in games where they scored over 10 points were 8-1. and one. Now, am I telling you that defense is going to be as dominant as they were last year? No. That defense is going to be really good because they have a lot of young studs. Bud Dupree is a monster. Uh, TJ Watt was runner-up for defensive player of the year. I don't see any fall-off or drop-off for him, especially after um, the, uh, the J.J. Watt comment today. Did you see that? No, what J.J. Watt said. They asked, uh, you know, um, how, how does he see um, his brother as a peer? And he said, I won't see him as a peer until he gets three Defensive Player of the Year awards, which is exactly what you should say about your younger brother. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the reality is I expect Ben Roethlisberger to have a slow start to the year, but I think he's going to play well. Um, I, I got them I got them going 11-5 and five and winning the division. I got them and dropped my remote, so uh, – Excuse that noise. But anyway, I got the Ravens tying them at 11 and 5, but the, the Steelers winning the tiebreaker. Um, here's the thing about the Ravens. They one teams are teams are gonna have somewhat of a, a strategy on how to how to defend them a little bit more this year. Not that there's really a, a huge thing to do with Lamar Jackson, but the same way with I, I said before this playoffs and everything, I said I compared Lamar Jackson to, to Giannis. And I said they're so freakishly talented. And you always have this thing of if they could just if Lamar Jackson can just pass well enough to 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 come back when they're I, down, I think he's a better passer than 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 Giannis is shooting though. Lamar could actually throw the ball. See, I, here's the thing. I think there's some numbers that could tell you that. I don't think I I have never seen Lamar when they're down in a game come back and win a game. Um, and the reason is because I don't think he can throw the ball well enough. I, I think he can throw the ball. He's he's a very good passer. When, when you don't know if he's going to pass. But whenever you know he has to pass, I'm not sure if he's made that leap yet to where he can throw the ball in those situations. Um, and I think there's going to be some some schematic advantage from teams this year being able to watch him for a full year because the previous year he had only played a little bit, and the only thing that had stopped him was in the playoff game where the Chargers kind of ran a seven D DBs in the box and kind of like – it's kind of a gimmicky game plan. Um, I think there's going to be some, some fill out there. Um, 
And they have a tough schedule. I mean, the Ravens have to go to the Texans. I think they have to go to Kansas City. Uh, or Kansas City may come there, but that's still a tough game. Um, you got the Steelers twice. You got the Browns twice, which I think the Browns are going to have a sneaky good year. I got the Browns going 9-7. and seven. I think Baker has a bounce back year. Even though I, I called him last year, Baker, Baker, the turnover maker, and predicted they would be terrible. Um, I, I think they're going to have a bounce back year because they have a, a solid coach now in Stefanski um, as opposed to Kittle. Uh, not Kittle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, is it? It's not. It's not Kittle. It's a. Uh, and I just said his name earlier, but his name slips. Freddie Kitchens. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, I think they're going to have a, a bounce back year. Get the nine and seven. Um, I got the Bengals going six and ten. So I think that division is going to have two playoff teams. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say the the Browns miss it at nine and seven, um, but I still think the the Ravens and the Steelers both go eleven and five. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see where you're getting that. I think Ben Roethlisberger was slipping before he left, so um, I don't think the golf course and beers is going to really be a great uh, diet to get him back in some some playing shape. So uh, I, thing, I don't I don't think he I don't think I don't think Ben Roethlisberger is going to be the Ben Roethlisberger of of old, but I think that defense is so dominant that Ben Roethlisberger can give us. And I'm not saying in the playoffs, but I think he can give. You know, what I'm gonna compare this to Joe Flacco the Super Bowl year. Not that they're going to do that in the playoffs, but where Joe Flacco was never really that good, especially in that regular season. But that defense was good enough with enough playmakers to where Joe Flacco could score enough points to keep you in games. And, um, you know, speaking of keeping people in games, uh, this is a little off topic and we can get back to football. I'm a little concerned right now. Have you been watching this Laker game? I watched a little bit. I saw um, P.J. Tucker go out, um, which is a little concerning. Well, Jeremy, the concerning part is – the, the Rockets are up at halftime by three, and LeBron has 29 at the half. On I told you he was going off. I, I, but Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy he, he has 29 points on 14 shots, four five threes. And the Lakers shot 62.2% from the field, 43% threes, and they're down three at half. Yeah, that's uh, – That means they might play defense. I don't expect that to <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Rockets are shooting 57% and 43% threes as well. And the Rockets have, we, we're, we're actually both six for 14 threes. So uh, the, the reality of the situation is either we have a whole lot of turnovers or, or like we, we have to figure this thing out. But um, what's AD doing? AD has 14 points on five of seven shooting. So, well, that, that's even more well. concerning because it was just, <laughs> if, it was, if it was AD that was out, you're like, oh, all, all you got to do is get AD going. If it's like this, yeah, it's like yeah. up. But hope Kyle Kuzma gets going. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, the, the problem right now is Russell Westbrook playing really well, and so is James Harden. Westbrook uh, has 17 points on 8 of 12 shooting, and Harden has 21 points shocking. on 8 of 16 shooting. So, um, you know, this this should be an interesting finish. Um, I still expect my boy LeBron to close this thing out. But, yeah, you know what it is. Uh, anyway, back on topic, because we don't we don't want to make this, this pod drag out too long. Um Let's get to the to the NFC AFC West. You got the Chiefs, you got the Chargers, you got the Raiders, the Raiders, and the Broncos, who uh who had a a very shocking uh you know unfortunate event today with Von Miller being out for the season with a torn ankle ligament. Uh, but JDZ, what you got yeah, in AFC West? Right. Um, AFC West is actually going to be an interesting division. I think uh, you're going to see um. 
you're going to see the Broncos actually have a really good season. I think the Chiefs obviously are going to be the favorites. I think they're going to win it. Um, I can see them going 12 and four again. May probably be in the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, either them or the Ravens, depending on who wins that game between the two. Um, and uh, outside of that, I think the Broncos are going to be the surprise team in this division. I see the Broncos going 10 and six. I know most people don't believe it. I actually believe in Drew Locke. Um, I really like Cortland Sutton. I think Jerry Judy is going to be a superstar wide receiver. I think in two years, most people will unanimously unanimously agree that they have the best duo in football. Um, that's how good I think both of them are going to be at the wide receiver position. So um, overall, I am uh, picking them to go 10 and 6. I am picking um, the Chargers to go 7 and 9. Unfortunately, I think Anthony Lynn is probably going to lose his job because they gave him Tyrod Taylor and uh, Justin Herbert, who is um, – like terrible sherbet. I don't know. I was trying to come up with something man. It made yeah, sense. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I know. Um, and uh, I'm gonna go with the Raiders uh, following up at six and ten. And John Gruden would get fired if he didn't have uh, eight years left on his contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will agree with you. I think the Chiefs get the number one seed in the AFC. I, I think they're losing to the Texans here, but I think that division is significantly weaker. And uh, you know, I, I don't really see a lot of losses on that schedule for them. I, now. Here's the thing that could happen. They do have some some games out of conference. Um, you know, they, they have the, the game at the Saints that I think they, they could lose. I expect them to lose to the Texans. If they lose a game to the Ravens or somebody like that, like they could go, they could end up 11 and 5, and the Texans could sneak in at that 11 and 5 spot. But right now, I'm going to go with the Chiefs finishing 12 and 4. Um, I agree with you. I like Drew Locke. Here's the problem with, with the, the Broncos you got all young weapons. So you got Jerry Judy, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, but he's a rookie. You got KJ Hamler, who I'm a fan of. He's a rookie. Cortland Sutton, obviously, is a stud. Um, I expect probably no fan to have a good year. But now you got uh, you got the defense who is, uh, you know, dealing with some uh, – the defense is dealing with some some kind of tough situations right now with, with Von Miller being out and Bradley Chubb coming off a torn ACL. Uh, and they lost Chris Harris. Uh, so I'm going to pick them to go 9-7. and seven. Uh Nine, seven, eight, and eight. I'll, I'll go eight and eight just to throw it out there. Uh, I agree with you with the Chargers. I think the Chargers have uh, have the ability to be good. I just don't trust their offensive line. Um, one of the positive for them this year is they don't have to play on the road because every home game last year was a road game. Uh, so at least they, they nobody has any fans this time or many fans, and it, it's going to be like a, a welcome sight. Um, As a matter of fact, they might have some uh, some actually. Uh, uh, artificial crowd noise or something. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, they, they may. They may pump in some crowd noise. It seems like they actually have a home field advantage, so that sounds amazing. Um, I like – obviously, they, they, they re-upped Joey Bosa. They gave uh, some more guaranteed money to Melvin Ingram to make him happy, so that's a, that's a win. Um, you throw in the fact that they got, um, you know, Mike Williams banged up a little bit, but he has first 1,000-yard uh, season last year along with Keenan Allen, who just got paid. So there's going to be some happy guys there. If Hunter Henry could finally stay healthy, like they're going to have some weapons, and I think they can be good. But with that being said, I just don't trust uh, Tyrod Taylor to be able to to carry them to wins. Uh, I'm going to pick them to go the same. I'm going to go eight and eight, uh, and then I'm going to go uh, the Raiders. They just have too many tough games. Like you look at that schedule. I got them going six and ten, switching the quarterbacks from Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr will eventually end up on a team where he's got a chance to win. Um, so if you got um, if you have a, 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 a competent roster and you have David Carr, 
I think there's a good chance that you could, uh, you know, you can win games, but I don't think the Raiders are, are a good roster. And so um, if you, uh, if you look at it, I think there's a really good chance that next year uh, they get a new quarterback. They may play Rick Mariota at some point this year. So I think they, they get a new quarterback next year. Uh, Hunter Renfro, I think is going to be a stud. All these rookie receivers starting to develop. I've heard great things about Brian Edwards out of South Carolina, who I was a fan of um, when he was at South Carolina, except when he played Clemson. Um, and I got them going six and 10. Okay. But that, that, um, that, bring, that brings us to the last one. We've gone through all of them except the AFC. Oh, oh no, we, we did, we did West, we did North, we did South, we, we didn't do East. That's the one. Uh, let, let's go Cam Newton and the Patriots, the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Who you got? Um, I actually have um, this thought, and uh, it's going to sound crazy. I'm kind of hoping the Jets are terrible and Sam Darnold gets cut and ends up with the Saints. Um, <laughs> He's not getting cut, but yeah. Oh, he, I, I want to end up with the Saints. I, I mean, I look at that team and I go, they literally don't give him any help. Like, according to what all the all the the reporters are saying, um. They're saying Frank Gore looks like the best running back on the team. I mean, at yep. the end of the day, like they've been running, they've been running Le'Veon Bell with second team. I think forty percent of the snaps. Yeah, it's uh, it's that that's pretty unfortunate. I don't think they that's have a good offensive line. Yeah, uh, I don't know who their um, who their wide receivers are going to be. Um, I know they lost their best wide receiver and uh, Robbie uh, Robbie Anderson to the Panthers. So I I, I see them. Maybe being seven and nine, and that's if Sam Donald is special. I mean, it's 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 uh, as bad as it gets. Um, overall, I see this being the Patriots division again. I think Cam Newton is going to have a great season. I think the Patriots defense is still going to be solid because they got Bill Belichick, and they really don't have anyone else who's going to stop them. I see the Patriots going eleven and five. I see them uh, either being the third or fourth seed, depending on um, where the Texans figure find August end up after playing them. Um, but overall, I see them being very, very dominant. Um, so overall, I see Patriots winning division. I see the Bills falling back to some normalcy at like nine and seven. <clears throat> I see the Dolphins um, struggling somewhat, maybe going seven and nine. Uh, and then I see the, the the Jets being about seven and nine as well. I see the Dolphins already have decided that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be their quarterback starting the season. And we all know if you have Fitzpatrick, you are not going to the playoffs. <coughs> well. I, I would agree with that. I got, I got the the Patriots going. I got them winning the division. I got them going ten and six. Um, but really, the here's the and and this is probably gonna sound surprising to Jeremy because I I talked about it. And I didn't know how good they were gonna be, but I, the more I think about it, I'm like, all right. I know they had a lot of people opt out, but like all the people that opted out, which one of them are really like? I Patrick Chung missed games with cocaine last year, and he still were fine. Uh, like the guys they had, I, Van Noy maybe a miss. Jamie Collins. Um, may maybe out, but like outside of that, I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, they still got stuff on Gilmore. Uh, they're 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 pass rush, they'll manufacture something, and, and they're gonna probably just run the ball, play the clock. They got their offensive line back. Uh, Devlin is back uh, at fullback. I, I think they'll be they'll they'll win ten games. I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the um, Bills to to have a kind of disappointing eight and eight year. Um, I agree with the Jets. I, I think the Jets. Sam Darnold's really good, guys. I I I was down on him at times. Last year he went seven and six with that roster. 
Like he was seven and six with that roster. And I don't know many quarterbacks that have a winning record with that roster. Um, I mean, we saw they look like a, a, a NFL Europe team in the three games he missed. Um, and then you throw in, you know, the Dolphins. I expect the Dolphins to probably get to eight and eight. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting, but they know that two is going to end up starting. I love the strategy. Like, if you look at it, the, the I think they're going to probably start two at like week five. Their first like four weeks of the season, they play really good defenses. They play uh, the Patriots, who Bill Belichick confuses rookies nonstop, just scheme. And that's so, the last. That's the last quarterback you want to have out there getting hit. Yeah, and that's <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the last one you want confused on that one. Week two is versus the Bills. Bills hit you, so you don't want them going versus that defense. And then after that, week three, I believe, is the Broncos. Who it's gonna be? Uh, it's gonna be uh, somewhat of a, a problem with Von Miller being out, but Bradley Chubb. Year three, I expect him to pop some. I still expect that defense to be above average, especially with Vic Fangio. Um, and then the the last one, is, I, I forgot who the fourth team is. It maybe Bears. It's somebody, and then it comes. It gets easy, and I bet that's where two is going to start. They're going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick start. Ryan Fitzpatrick is proving, proven. He's a competent starter. Like he's he's not going to lose you many games. He he could. But Speaking, Jared, 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 I, before I forget, I want I want to give a shout out to other old quarterbacks. Um, Let's give a shout out to um to uh what's the guy's name uh Josh McCown. Yes, Josh McCown just said history. He just became the oldest player to ever be on a practice roster at forty one years old. Two hundred thousand dollars to go out there and practice. Josh McCown. No, 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 no. Jeremy, don't have missed the best part of the story. What? Two hundred thousand dollars not to go out and practice. He's living at home in Texas and training. He's not even practicing with the team. Really? Well, they, basically I mean, said, they basically said, hey, look, we're going to keep your roster spot. We'll send you the stuff. But we want to make sure that if, if if nobody catches, if one of our players catches COVID, that you don't have it in the quarterback room. One of our quarterbacks. So they're allowing him to stay at home in Texas and not even, and he still gets 200 grand. And he may never play. He may never have to come in. It's just 200 grand. Just, just to sit in Texas state tax free. I mean, it's it's amazing. I'll tell you what, he's taking advantage of it like like uh people taking advantage of PPP. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that, I just want to I just wanted to throw that out there. I thought I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, however, I will say this: uh, with the injury clause and stuff like that, it, I think it's going to be pretty crazy going forward. Pretty much everybody. I saw that um the Saints. I, I was looking at their active roster, and I was like, wait. Why the why do we have two punters um on the roster? And then I realized that he, the second punter they have can also kick field goals. So they basically said, "Hey, if either one of these guys gets COVID, we are going to uh <laughs> have a spot filled." So hey, you got to yeah. make things happen. It's a smart, it's a smart choice. But with that being said, Jay Dizzy, we we talked about the 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 division winners. Who do you have in the Super Bowl? Uh, we'll go we'll go in each championship game. Who do you have in those championship games and who do you have in the Super Bowl? Yeah, so um, this is going to sound a, a little outrageous from an uh, AFC standpoint, mainly because they don't have Tom Brady anymore. But I got the Patriots. I actually think the Patriots are going to play against the Chiefs. And I, spoiler alert, think the Patriots are going to make the Super Bowl. I think Cam Newton is going to make the Super Bowl. And I think he, 
I'm not saying he's going to win the MVP. I think he'll be top five in the MVP voting um, just because of their success. I if think they make the AFC Championship be. game or the Super Bowl, Cam Newton should win the MVP. He should. Um, and I think they will. But I just think, you know, the MVP is going to be – it's more of a stats award. I don't think Cam Newton's going to put up outrageous stats. Um, but I do think Cam Newton is going to be right in the mix of the, of the MVP. Um, and as far as the NFC, um, another one that may shock you. I think the Cowboys might end up playing against the uh, against the Saints in the NFC Championship game. Um, <laughs> I, I I think the Cowboys fans have been saying it for so long. I think eventually it has to happen. I think it's this year. I think the Saints are going to win. I think the Saints are going to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, and it's going to be Cam Newton going against, uh, you know, an old foe. So um, that's, that's my prediction. I think the Saints are going to beat the Patriots um, in the Super Bowl. That's my prediction. So – Here's the thing. One, somebody tell LeBron to stop blocking everybody's shots. No, don't tell him that. He just went one-on-one with, with Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon drove. He jumped up and blocked it. Then he went one-on-one with James Harden. James Harden tried to bring it in. He said, don't bring that, that Kool-Aid to a block party. Um, that's, that's on another note. I, here's the thing. I, I don't think the Patriots are going to, to go to the AFC Championship game because I just don't think they have enough. Um, I'm going to pick the Texans and the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to say this is going to go back to the scene of crime last year in Kansas City. Um, I got the Texans beating them twice in Kansas City this year. Um, and the reason I have that happen. Yeah, no, I'm doing it too last year because y'all, y'all almost beat them twice in the Kansas City last year. Well, you beat them Yeah, once, I mean, we, we beat them, we beat them the first time. And then the second time, here, here's the thing that I think changes what we do. People are, are underestimating, one, our offensive line is going to be significantly better as long as they stay healthy. Two, we have a new offensive and defensive coordinators calling the plays or play calls. Our offensive coordinators are the same, but last year Bill O'Brien called the plays. And here's an alarming stat. You guys probably remember me on the podcast saying, I don't remember us throwing a running back screen all season. Well, there was a stat that came out today. The Texans threw five halfback screens all last season. The entire year, five. And especially with an offensive line that was banged up. And even in the playoff game where they were, they were literally just blitzing the right side of the line because we were missing our, our starting right tackle and our backup right tackle. We threw no screen passes. Jared, to I that, fully expect to, to that point, to, to that point, what makes you think that's going to happen this year? Cause we have a new play caller. Our offensive coordinator is not okay. calling the play. All right, cool. So our offensive coordinator is now calling the plays, not Bill O'Brien. Um, and now we have a much more uh, versatile, running back, and, and, and David Johnson as opposed to Carlos Hyde. One of the problems that we had last year was we brought Duke Johnson in on third downs, and we had Carlos Hyde in a first and second. So really, you didn't have to worry about Carlos Hyde catching the ball out of the backfield that often. Now, we have David Johnson, who's a three-down back as long as he's healthy, who you can throw to, you can run with, and you can't just load up based on personnel on who you have. Um, and in our defense, we're going to actually blitz. If you guys watch that AFC Championship game, literally no exaggeration, watch the game. We didn't blitz one time, and it wasn't like we had any pressure on him. J.J. Watt was coming off, was playing with a torn pectoral muscle that was healing and hadn't played football in, in three and a half months, had no endurance, and we had no pressure, and we didn't blitz at all. When I've been told, Rex Ryan said that, that you know, our Anthony Weaver is going to be a uh, future NFL head coach. He looks like a star, and from all the practices and scrimmages, they talked about how uber-aggressive he is from a blitzing standpoint. I think our defense turns into a above-average defense or at least average and I think Deshaun Watson is going to have an MVP caliber year. Um, I got Texans coming out. I think it's going to be an NFC Championship game of the NFC South winner, the Tampa Bay Bucks, playing versus the NFC South runner-up, the New Orleans Saints. 
And I got the Saints going to the Super Bowl, playing the Texans, and losing Drew Brees' last game in Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl champion, Houston Texans. And Jeremy yeah, losing yeah, a lot yeah. of money to me on that. Uh, that's that's going to be amazing. Just just amazing. Uh, mm. JDZ, who, who, let's go through the last couple couple of days. You got who you got for MVP? Who you got defensive player of the year? Um, defensive player of the year. I um think we're going to return to the scene of the crime, like the actual crime of uh uh maybe uh, helmet swat. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Overall, um, uh, I I I think it's. I mean, it's hard to go against. Um, uh, I, I can't even think of it. Rams. Um, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. Uh, Aaron Donald. To see who's going to win the uh, defensive player of the year, but I think people are going to grow tired of him. I could see him having another huge season, but um, I, and I honestly, I think he's going to have uh, more sacks than he had last year, but. <laughs> This year, I don't know. Um, I, I just, I just got this funny feeling that you're going to see um, a, a huge, huge breakout year from. Um, I don't know what what's the Browns' defensive end name? Miles Garrett. I, I was sitting there thinking, why can I think of Miles? Like I don't know what it was. I went through a brain part. Yeah, I think Miles Garrett's going to have a huge season. Um, he was on a great track before he got um, suspended for the rest of the year last year. He just got a huge contract. Um, I questioned his motor before when he was at Texas A&M. Um, but um, I think he's been playing very, very well. So I, I, I expect him to be in that race, uh, and I actually expect the Browns' defense to be pretty good. I think they got uh, two good corners, and I think they'll be able to hold up, uh, and Miles Garrett's going to have a big season. So I'm going to go Miles Garrett for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, for um, MVP, um, I, I'm i a little torn. Um, I want to say Drew Brees just because I think uh, he deserves an MVP. And I think if he's somewhere in the ballpark of best record in football, I think they'll probably give it to him. Um, but if you're asking me to be objective about who I think is really going to win the MVP, I don't think it's going to be Drew Brees. I I think it's probably going to be Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to have an off year in order to not give me MVP because last year they were like, oh, well, you didn't have a year like you had the year before. But this year, I think people will say, well, I mean, you are, um, you know, coming off winning the Super Bowl, so. Um, I think it's going to end up going to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I, here's the thing. I don't think that's – either one of those I don't think are bad picks. Mahomes, I would say, he has a good chance because, one, the media loves him, um, and he is that good. I mean, he, he is a stud. Um, what I would tell you is this, though. When, when you look at, at Defensive Player of the Year, I'm going to go with T.J. Watt. He finished second last year. He's had monster years back-to-back. I don't see anything stopping him. Um, so I'm going to go with T.J. Watt winning the Defensive Player of the Year – Second, a runner-up is probably going to be, uh, and, and I don't expect them to do that well from a season standpoint, but because of the trade, Jamal Adams is going to get a lot of attention, and I think he's going to. Oh my have, God, Jamal Moore Adams is literally the most overrated football player in history. I think, he's, he's, I gonna, think he's somewhat overrated, but here's the thing: he, he's versatile. He plays linebacker, he plays defensive end, he plays safety, he can switch and guard corners. Like Jamal Adams is one of those guys that um, that is really, really versatile and i think because of the trade he's going to be highlighted this year so i expect him to finish second um on that even Jared, though i don't think their defense is going to be great I, I will give you i will give you tj watt is a is a solid pick uh, i will jamal adams might be the worst pick you've ever made about anything um no, jamal no, adams i know you're down with jamal adams Jeremy. jamal adams was not, not, not even just that 
Yeah, I know. He it's a it's a it's a fan of award. I'm sorry, it's no, the people don't really actually know what they're talking about. Um, overall, watching Jamal Adams play, Jamal Adams does like to do all that stuff, but you don't do that in the Seattle defense. He's going to end up playing a base safety and basically just roaming and probably playing more of the Cam Chancellor position that he played. Uh, overall, he's he doesn't get interceptions ever. I think he's got two interceptions in his career, uh, and I don't think he's going to make enough impact plays in order to be able to even be in the discussion. I don't think he'll be a pro bowler, much less a, a defensive oh, player. I, I think he's going to have a monster year. I think here's the thing. He's energized. He's playing for a contract. He's going to do somewhat like Mika Fitzpatrick did where he's going into a n- new system with something to prove, and I think he's going to have a monster year. Um, so I, I got him finished in a second. MVP award, though, this is going to sound like homerish. I'm going to Sean Watson, as I mentioned earlier. I think there's several reasons. and not just it, is, it, is homerish. it is homerish, but I actually um, almost picked Sean. Um, I just didn't think their record was going to be good enough and I, um, for him to get the award, but I think he'll put up MVP-like stats. I don't think it's outrageous, although it is homerish from you. Yeah, here, here's why I think it's. I, I, I think their record will be good enough. It's because everybody's projecting them to be terrible. I think 11 wins makes people be like, man, Deshaun won 11 wins without DeAndre Hopkins, even though, like, here, here's what people don't realize. I, I've, I've heard for years, like, people be like, oh, yeah, man, like, look, yeah, Deshaun, but, I mean, yeah, he doesn't have a good offensive line, and, yeah, he doesn't have a number two receiver that stays on the field, and, yeah, he's never really had a good tight end, and, yeah, he's got average NFL running backs, but he's got DeAndre Hopkins. So, like, so people be like, oh, yeah, I'm like, compared to what, what Dak Prescott's do, dealing with in, with the Cowboys – to what Deshaun is. Jared, Jared, I'm going to tell you, this, uh, Dak Prescott is actually my dark horse and horse MVP. I just don't think they're going to be good this year. So I, we'll, we'll have to see on that one. But when people tell me, like, they're like, they're like oh, yeah, but you know, I'll say, oh, well, look at look at uh, Lamar Jackson and what he has to deal with compared to, to, to Deshaun. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, but, I mean, Lamar doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins. I'm like, all right, great. Take DeAndre Hopkins away. Take away the quarterback position. Where are the Texans better than the Ravens at? Where? And, and so, like, I, everybody looks at it, and they don't realize. DeAndre Hopkins was there before De- Deshaun Watson for four years. He had eight quarterbacks. DeAndre Hopkins was excellent all those four years. And no time did we look at any of those other quarterbacks and say, you know what, T.J. Yates is really good. You know, Brock Osweiler, that guy. You know, Tom Savage, he could be a – no – Deshaun Watson looks good because Deshaun Watson is really good. And DeAndre Hopkins is really yeah, good. Yeah, but, Jerry, Jerry, I'll throw this on another. And, and I, I agree that's a fair point. But you could also make that same argument with Michael Thomas. Everybody says, well, Michael Thomas has Drew Brees. And you can say Drew Brees never had a, uh, an all-star, uh, a Pro Bowl wide receiver in his entire career before Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is putting up ridiculous numbers. No, no, I'm not, say I, I don't say that about Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is getting a lot of targets, which like he's, he's, he's beating everybody by targets by like 40 targets a year. So I, I but but I, with that being said, he's catching them. So I mean, like, you can't you can't be mad with a guy that's catching more yards than anybody else and and, and more catches. But what, what I'm saying is this: Deshaun is going to, regardless of who's there, put up monster numbers. And you got Deshaun, who's the best deep ball thrower or second best deep ball thrower in the league, depending on the analytics. Him and Russell Wilson, with three speed receivers who are, are deep deep ball threats, and then outside of that. You throw in the fact that the expectations are so low, and he's got the he's he's going to start the year with the that highest profile games in the league opening night Kansas City if he balls out there and the game versus the uh, the Ravens week two which I'm sure is going to be a, a highly televised game if he plays well I, I I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be the front runner for me to win MVP. 
Yeah, I, I could see it happening. Uh, but like I said before, I'm going with uh, with Dak Prescott as my as my dark horse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you I know most people player. are looking like it's crazy. Yeah, it, well, I, I think, well, yeah, I think you, you Dak is going to put up possibly in an NFC Championship game. So I mean, you're you're really high on the Cowboys right now. Yeah, I, I just think it's that year where the hype finally comes in, it comes together, and then they um, come back to hate the Saints for for destroying their season. Well. Oh my gosh! Uh, one, uh, Anthony Davis has made James Harden fall. Um, anyway, um, let's not get into too much basketball. I know we, we can do that in the next podcast because we got some. This is already getting kind of long, and we got a uh, we got a lot to get into. Let's get into picks. I mean, obviously, you know, we we got uh, we got the NFL picks. The last two years we've done it. Um, Jeremy, I've won each of the last two years. Uh, I mean, you you, you got to get your game up. I mean. Yeah, get your game up. Uh, I mean, I know I was saying like sixty four percent is tough. You had a winning record, so I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, it's not like you you you're bad. Um, but let's let's go through this week's picks. Uh, you get your five picks, your thousand imaginary dollars. Uh, who you got? Okay, okay, okay. First off, um, let's get rid of the nonsense. Um, we all know that sometimes you know you can get a little lucky. So um, I'll go through the lines. Are, are we? I just want to make sure. But before I go through my picks, we are still st- sticking with the uh, ESPN spread, right? We are. Okay. Let me just confirm that none of the lines have changed since I uh, put my list together because that could change where where I am on some of these games. Well, um, while, overall, while we're doing that, I'll go. I'll go through mine really quickly. Okay, sure. Um, for two hundred dollars, I got the Texans plus nine versus the Chiefs. I got the Texans actually winning straight up versus the Chiefs, um, and. and so I, you give me nine points, like I'm, I'm gonna take it. Um, Deshaun Watson has been beat by more than a t- more than one score, uh, three times his entire his entire NFL and college career. Um, since his junior year of high school, he's gotten beat by more than seven points three times. I, I just don't expect that to happen. Um, give me the Texans, two hundred dollars, book it. Um, next game, I got the Falcons at home, plus one and a half versus Seattle. Seattle's coming across the country. Uh, I like Russell Wilson, but if you look at the Falcons, the way they play at the end of the year, they played extremely well. There's been great, great reviews from your boy AJ Terrell from Clemson. I expect them to be really good. I said that beforehand. Um, I, I got the Falcons playing really well, winning that. And, and so the reality is, I think we, when you look at it, I, I'm getting points and the Falcons are playing at home, even though there's no home fans. I expect them to play really well, win that game, book the Falcons for 200. Next game, I feel really, really good about. Um, I got the Eagles minus six versus the Washington football team. Now, Dwayne Haskins is going to be the starter. Um, I, I expect the running back is going to be starting is I picked him up in fantasy, Antonio Gibson, before the Adrian Peterson news dropped, I picked him up in fantasy. But Antonio Gibson ran, has 62 carries his entire college career. He mostly played college receiver. He was a, a running back recruit who mostly played receiver. He's more of a scat back, uh, but they're going to be giving him the workload. I expect Carson Wentz to play well, Deshaun Jackson to, to-, to torch that defense. Um, I-, I got the Eagles winning by at minimum of 14 points. So six points, I think, I think it's a stretch. Um, the other games that I feel really, really good about, so 200 for that one. So I got two more. Um, I got the – this is this one I feel really good about, the Rams plus three versus the Cowboys. I got the Rams winning straight up. So I really I- – I don't see um, much there that- to make me feel uh, – like I would, wouldn't want that bet. And then the last one, um, 
I think one of the biggest ones uh, that I see is you got the Browns getting eight points at the Ravens. Browns are, 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 are hungry. The Browns beat the Ravens earlier last season. The Browns have a rushing attack with Chubb and with Kareem Hunt getting to go through an entire training camp. Um, I think the Browns could win the game. I was kind of – was it was – it, was it, just me that was surprised they extended Kareem Hunt. So I was surprised Kareem Hunt took the extension. Was, I, I, I I was surprised they gave him the extension because yeah, after, you after already have a lot of arrest. But still, I mean, yeah, think about well, it. No, no, got, I wasn't even talking about that. I was just talking about you already got Nick Chubb. Like, why why would you? But I mean, you spend that for, much money on another another but point you got guard him for eight and a half million for two or another, years. Another 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 running back. I don't know what type of point guard, huh? I said, but you got him for eight and a half, eight and a half million guaranteed over two years. So, yeah. Um, and you're still paying Nick Chubb. I mean, he was a second rounder. So you still, you still got him on a low contract. And, and the thing about Kareem Hunt is if Kareem Hunt plays really well and you have him under contract for two years, now he becomes a tradable asset. Uh, other teams are like, Oh man, you got him on a good, a good contract. Maybe we, 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 we get a running back that goes down. Maybe we'll trade for Kareem Hunt. We'll trade a second rounder, whatever. Um, maybe we'll trade the second rounder that the Saints were trying to give him. Um, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. Um, with that being said, though, I got, I got the, the Browns clearly covering eight points. So that's my, my, my last one. Um, booked that one for 200. So in recap, I got the Texans covering nine points versus the Chiefs. I got the Falcons covering one and a half points versus the Seahawks. I got the Eagles covering six points. They're, they're six point, uh, favorites. I got them, them covering the six points. Um, I got the Browns covering the eight points that they're getting. Um, for the Ravens, and then I got the Rams covering the plus three versus the Cowboys, all for two hundred. Jared, I have to ask yeah. you something. Yeah, be one hundred percent honest with me. Are you betting the Falcons because you're still mad at Seattle from last year when you bet mid game uh, the Falcons? Uh, I think it was uh, the Seattle minus six and a half. And they were up 25 points, and then they blew the game to only win by six. And I had the game at five and a half. Yeah, I, I do. I had that. I had the same bet. <laughs> I yeah, won. I, though. I think you lost on the back end. I lost. I, yeah, I, I, so, I, I was one. I got it one one point better, so I won. But I remember that game and how mad you were at Seattle because they literally oh, just tanked. I turned it off. They were, and and literally. All it was was this, and it ended up working out for them. Not for me, but it worked out for them. It was Pete Carroll going versus uh, the coach for the Falcons. Who, uh, it's, it's not Gus Bradley. It's um, I can't think of the because Gus Bradley is the old. Uh, yeah, he he was the defensive coordinator. Um, he was the coach for Jacksonville. Um, I can't think of the, the guy, the coach for for the Falcons. But um, I see his face. Um, but anyway, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Pete Carroll's old D coordinator, Dan Quinn. He was trying to save his job because he didn't want to blow him out. And he get fired. And it worked out because Dan Quinn ended up turning around second half of the year, ends up keeping his job for another year. But I was so mad because they were up 28-0, and then they decided they did not want to throw the ball the rest of the game. And then they play, like, soft cover three. So not even their normal cover three. They were just like, hey, let's just back off. And, um, I mean, it was a disaster. So I, that don't remind me of that one again. But but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll go through my picks real fast. Um, it should be fairly, fairly simple to figure out why. Um, I am going to go Jets uh, plus six and a half against the Bills. I don't think the Bills are going to be that good, and uh, so I think I, uh, I went Jets. 
Um, I'm going to go Bears plus three. Um, I don't like the Detroit Lions, and I think the Bears are going to be good again. I think Khalil Mack had a huge injury at the end, uh, towards the end of last season, and I think Khalil Mack is going to come back out on a vengeance. So I'm going to go that game. Uh, I am also going to go uh, the Patriots minus six and a half at, uh, against the Dolphins at home. Um, I think that this is going to be the Cam Newton experience. Nobody knows what to expect. And I think their def- their offense is going to be completely different than what it was before. So I'm going to go that game. By the way, I won all these games $200, so I'm going five games. Um, the, I'm going to go the Eagles uh, minus six versus Washington. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more about that. Uh, I think that spread is, is outrageous. Uh, and then lastly, uh, I am going to go with um, – with the Indianapolis Colts against the Jaguars minus eight. Um, the game opened at six and a half. I would have loved to have gotten to six and a half on this podcast, but now it's already moved. And that's why I wanted to go back and check, check some of the stuff to see if I still wanted to bet it. But at the end of the day, the Jaguars, I'm not sure that they could cover six and a half against the Clemson Tigers this year. So um, I, yep. I'm fully expecting uh, them to get blown out. Jeremy, Jeremy let, let's put it this way. And this, this is no exaggeration. If they play Clemson, they would have the worst quarterback out of the two. They would have the worst running back out of the two. They would probably – now, if Justin Ross is playing, Justin Ross might be the best receiver on the field. He's not playing this year. Like, you you can literally look at that that, that game and I be mean, like, you, right. you, you're still putting a lot on it. Like, I th- I like I like Justin Ross, and he could be. But DJ Chark is uh... – <laughs> DJ Chark, I, I, I forgot Chark. Chark's good. So, I'll, 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 here's the deal. Justin Ross, if he was healthy, would be a top – 10 projected pick for next year's draft. So you can make the argument. Yeah, he, he, like, he, could, he, could, he, could be a, he could be a monster. It's just it's just college receivers. You never know. Some of them yeah, I, I agree. Them, I agree. And, I, and, and hopefully he comes back. And, and, and um, I mean, you think about it. He had a, um, he had a, um, you know, a, a rare spinal condition that, uh, that was discovered. He had a little injury. They thought it was a stinger. They did an x-ray on it. They realized it's a rare spinal condition that he was born with. Is degenerative, so it, it, it could threaten his football career. He had like a spinal kind of surgery they, they expected to, to, to work out. Um, but listen, for him, I, I hope all, all is well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I, I like all your picks. I don't, I, there, there was none of those that was like, oh man, that was that was kind of crazy. Um, the Jets, make I, I, I feel the same way about yours, which makes me very nervous because when we both generally agree on things, it doesn't work out too well. Well, here, here's <laughs> the thing, um, the Oh, wow, that's weird. Russell Westbrook hit a three. No, um, here, here's the, the the thing I'll say. When you look at it, the only one I, I was a little concerned about with you is the Jets, Bills. Um, the only reason is because, like, who's Sam Darnold? I really – no exaggeration. He's got Chris Herndon at tight end, and he's got Jamison Crowder. I don't know another player on his offense who he's throwing to outside of running backs. Yeah, I, I think they're going to have to turn Le'Veon to a wide receiver. I mean, Tredavious uh, White – like, Tredavious White just got paid. Tredavious has got whoever – whoever the receiver is is going to have a long day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're working out Hakeem Butler. I mean, um, it, it's uh, it's one of those things of like – all right, let me – I'm just literally clicking on their um, on their depth chart. All right. Uh, so their wide receivers are uh, Brashard Pierman, who's questionable. Uh, their second one, his backup is Denzel Mims, who's questionable. The other starter is Jameson Crowder, who's questionable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like they're, so. Their second string quarterback, or their second string wide receiver is uh, Braxton Berrios, who's not questionable. 
Josh so Dobson's on the Barrios was cut last year by New England in the middle of their season with the worst wide receiving roster in, in 14 years. Jerry, I didn't get to the best part. Then you got the third string wide receivers that are listed on here are Jeff Smith, um, who's on IR, and Josh Dobson, who's out. Um, so, so Josh Dobson, yeah. the, the, the biggest bust possibly in the first round of wide receiver outside of Kevin White in the last decade. And like I, like I, I feel bad for Sam Darnold. Literally, think about this. <laughs> Think of Sam Darnold went to Buffalo and had and had that defense and the weapons around him that Josh Allen has. Yeah, I like mean, it's, even it's, even it's, like even when you look at like I feel bad somewhat for Baker because I'm like, all right, Baker, like you got really. I don't feel like, at all bad for Baker. Oh, I I don't, but I'm like Freddie Kitchens is a terrible hire. You fired your GM. You fired two coaches. He's on his fourth coach now. He's on his fourth coach in his third year, like with. Uh, Hugh Jackson, Greg Williams, Freddie Kitchens, Kevin Stefanski. Like that's that's instability you shouldn't have. I don't feel bad for Baker because I think Baker has has not done himself a lot of favors with his talking and his, you know, hey, uh, y'all keep that same energy quotes. But um, yeah. But even if you had, if you gave Sam Donald that dysfunction, Sam Donald would be like, I'd gladly take it. Give me Odell Beckham. Give me Jarvis Landry. Give me Nick Chubb. Give me all these guys, and I'll take the dysfunction. He's got dysfunction with Adam Gase literally like calling for the GM's job and getting it and still not having weapons and still not having like and they got Jared, opt Jared, out. And, Jared. and you lose he did get and you have he got one more. opt out. I, I forgot to mention this guy. He did get Chris Hogan. Um now Chris Hogan will officially have played for all four teams in the AFC East. Yep, and that's not by mistake. <laughs> That, you, you know, you, Jeffy, you know what, what guy didn't play for all the teams in his division? Who? Anybody Jerry who's Rice, good. Randy Moss. <laughs> like, yeah, you can go like just Terrell Owens. Like, Terrell Owens played for the Eagles and the Cowboys. That was it. He had two. Like, they don't get around to a whole lot of them. So, uh, look, man, I, I we, we need to wrap this up. But, guys, check out the podcast. Uh, obviously, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. All places where you can you can get your pod being all the places where you can get a uh, podcast. And then secondly, check us out on social media. We'll be we'll be commentating for some of these games, especially during the Chiefs Texans game on Thursday night, the first game. Uh at Bros underscore podcast on IG. Uh, we got at the Amibros on Twitter, um, Facebook.com forward slash the Amibros. Just check us out. Uh, actually, Twitter is at Amibros Podcast. It's Facebook.com forward slash the Amibros. Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy, you got any, any last any last thoughts before we get out? Uh, yeah, good luck to your boys. Uh, I think Jared and I may go live on Thursday. I got I got to see how his, how his mood's feeling. So, I, I um, feel good. yeah, I feel good. I, I think I think be, we- be be on be on the watch out for that. And we're out. <laughs>